Hi, you're listening to the My Reality Says podcast brought to you by My Therapist Says. We're here to discuss everything pop culture, influencers, blind gossip, and of course, reality TV. We put the T in reality. Hey besties, this week we are going to be reviewing Taylor Swift's Midnight's album. We are big Swifties, we are so excited to get into it. I mean, this album wasn't exactly what we thought it was going to be. What did you think, G? (laughs) I mean, it's definitely not what I was hoping for. But the more I listen to it, like the more my opinion changes. It's really weird. Like, it's I hated it the first time I listened to it. And then like every time I listen to it now, I'm getting like more into it and I'm getting like more new favorites and like I understand like the lyrical geniusness that is our, our girl Taylor Swift. So Always. like it's definitely um an evolving body of work, I think. Like I wasn't I- like immediately, oh my god, I love this best album ever. <laughs> I agree. I was expecting more versatility throughout the album. Like when I first listened to Mm -hmm. it, all the songs were kind of meshing together and Mm -hmm. I wanted something more poppy and like upbeat from Taylor because I was like thinking, oh, it's Midnight's. It's like Night Out album, you know, (laughs) but it's more like Lonely Girl Midnight album. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, first of all, it didn't sound as cohesive as her other albums. It just like listens to as like a collection of like rejected songs from every other album, basically. Yeah. Right. It's like every song sounds like it belongs on a different Taylor Swift album, which yeah, is kind of interesting. Of, there's lots of references to all the other albums, mm-hmm. all of her men, of course. <laughs> um, it was not. Yeah, it's nice to see like different references, but I wish this album had its own identity in that mm-hmm. sense. Yes, um, I do love the whole story behind the album. I guess like when you look into it deeper and you like listen to her like un- like explaining things, you understand why it's the way it is. It kind of looks like reads like a you know like as an adult you go back home and you find your like middle school diary and you're like yeah. oh my god like what I was going through like in the retrospective like it's interesting. So it's basically like her doing that with all her other albums and relationships. Mm -hmm. And it was nice to see like a more vulnerable side of Taylor. Like she really talks a lot about her insecurities, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of like hardships that she's going through. Um, It's not just like a happy go lucky album that like some of the other ones that we've seen in the past. I feel like Lover was more like super happy. Mm -hmm. Um, Reputation was like an angry album. (laughs) Yeah, like this one had a theme. this Sorry, one's more vulnerable and <laughs> and more of an insecure a more honest i would say yeah exactly it's like she's giving us a glimpse into a part of her that she usually kind of hides behind walls right she's like not trying to be cool she's not trying to be anything she's like this is who i am i'm comfortable i have issues i have insecurities like let's share them yeah i love that side of taylor because we didn't really see that before I agree. It's like definitely like a more grown up 1989, but like really, really, really grown up, darker, not as like fun and poppy. Yeah. Yeah. Which I was hoping for the fun and poppy, but I can see that that's not where she is in her journey. (laughs) I wanted like the big production, like Mm -hmm. songs that I could go out to and everything, get ready to. But this album seems more like that 
album you have kind of in the background while you're like mm-hmm. doing work or like like <laughs> cooking running, having errands. people over yeah <laughs> yeah you don't really need to focus on it so much but it's just like nice in the background and it's kind of annoying to me though that there isn't just like one big hit like i don't think there's one song that stands out compared to all of the others so i agree i i wish there was like the big single, you know, that's going to be on every radio station. I guess it's supposed to be um, anti-hero. But, yeah. And like, that's the like leading video, right? But um, I didn't, it didn't give me that vibe at all when I listened to it before the video. Now, the more yeah. I listen to it, no, the more I'm like, oh my God, it's so catchy. I can see how that's like, you know, radio friendly. I did not think that. So good. I love the video. Loved it. Loved it. She's such a good like video director. And all the Easter eggs in it. I was obsessed. Can't wait to discuss. Taylor always delivers with the Easter eggs. (laughs) Honestly, I love exploring her albums and videos because it feels like kind of like a mental exercise it's not just like here it is listen i love that she makes us work for it and and connect the dots analyzing every single lyric which boy is this about (laughs) who is she angry at everything i know i remember more about her relationships and exes than my own honestly (laughs) yeah I could basically write Taylor Swift's biography now. <laughs> exactly. I mean, people will be able to tell by the way we like analyze and broke down this album. I'm yeah. excited to get into it. I think we should do like song by song in order and obviously include like the 3 a.m. version. Yeah, 100%. I love the 3 a.m. version. I actually oh, loved that's it my more than Way more. the regular album. Yeah, It was, was such like, a fun surprise. <laughs> okay, I guess I'm not going to sleep now. <laughs> Gotta stay up another couple hours and listen to the 3 a.m. version, Taylor. <laughs> I didn't. I fell asleep after the midnight. I was like, we're done, whatever. I'm sad, disappointed. And then like, I woke up to this pleasant surprise. I'm like, <laughs> what? New songs. <laughs> and I love them. I was in like full insomnia mode, just listening to Taylor all night. (laughs) Okay, you start us off because I think you like the first song more than me. So you can go. So I initially didn't like it, but it's really growing on me. I think it's really catchy, whimsical. It's just like a nice, pleasant song, I think. And that that song is Lavender Haze. We're going to start from the beginning of the album and go all the way down. Um, so but Gina, Gina doesn't love it. <laughs> I actually wrote in my notes I'm reading right now, not as catchy as usual Taylor songs. I think it's <laughs> like, so catchy. <laughs> I feel like I'm hearing a different song from everyone else because this song is taking over like, you know, it's social media and everyone's obsessed with it. It's like a Gen Z fave, honestly. And I There's don't get a reason. it. <laughs> I, I, I mean, honestly, I don't get most viral songs. <laughs> so I'm just old. <laughs> I just think, yeah, it's just like a song that I love. Like I, at first I didn't like it, but after a few plays, it was like right on my playlist. I love it. I thought at first that this was a song about getting high because Lavender Haze sounds like a strain of cannabis to me. And like, I don't really smoke, but like, it just sounds like it. But then I looked into it and it's like a reference to like Mad Men. So I was like, whoa. Yeah, it's about like Joe also, too, I think. Mm -hmm. And uh, apparently like a lot of the like LGBTQ followers of Taylor thought that it was 
about like Taylor and her sexuality because apparently there's some um, lavender is like the color for LGBTQ really? apparently or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know enough about it, but I have seen some of these like um, tweets and I, I've seen some disappointment from her fans. Yeah. I've heard um, of it being referred to as like a gay anthem. So yeah. And What's your favorite lyric? Favorite lyric? Okay, so let me see in my notes here. Um, I have the 1950s shit they want from me is if I'm going to be your bride, the only kind of girl they see is a one night or a wife. Genius. <laughs> I think this lyric like really goes into the fact that everybody's kind of like pressuring her, like asking her always like, are you and Joe married? Are you married? Are you married? And she's like, let me live. Like, I'm I'm not a one night girl, but I'm not a wife yet. Just like, let there's me... more to life. <laughs> exactly. Like, it doesn't have to be this exact timeline. Like, let me just be. See, I love the lyrics. Like, I think that's like genius of her songwriting. But I just like can't get with the melody and like the production of it. So we disagree on this one. Agree to disagree. <laughs> exactly. The, from the first listen, my favorite was Maroon because, as you know, my favorite album is Red, which most people say 1989, but that's my second favorite. <laughs> Red is my like OG favorite. Red so is my this... favorite too. Really? I, yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> Red but is like the best album, I think, of all time I, for sure. Of all for, time. I think, I think it's for everybody though. I don't know. I feel like it's only getting like the hype now after the all too well 10 minute version. But I was like the OG all too well fan, like before the 10 minute version, <laughs> which I mean, the 10 minute version broke me and I cry every time I listen to it. It's just amazing. It's but Maroon, did it not give you strong red vibes? Okay, so I'm actually going to disagree with you again on this one. Mm -hmm. I was a little disappointed. I thought like... I didn't have like strong feelings toward it. I feel like it was just like, blah. like I, f I feel like she should have gone further into like the color symbolism and mm -hmm. stuff. I, I wasn't really into the lyrics. The song was just like meh for me. The lyrics are definitely like not as like, like in some other songs we'll discuss, like every lyric was like, oh my God, yes, yes, yes. For here, like I had to like think about it. I was like maroon, like a few lyrics are like really clever. And like, then I had to think about the symbolism and like, you know, the fan theories, the Easter eggs. And everyone is like, it's either about, you know, Harry Styles or Jake Gyllenhaal or even Tom Hiddleston, which like, who do you think it's about? Um, I think it's probably about Jake just because it's like a red reference. But I mean, it could be Harry, too. It's well, almost like she's it's almost like she's confusing us on purpose because it's yeah. like the perfect like mix of like Harry and Jake. Like, I don't really see Tom, honestly. No. But like, to me, it's like, yes, Jake, because obviously like it sounds like red and then the color thing, you know, she goes from like, loving you is red. And then like, whatever this song is like, the crimson, the after red effect, like it's all sad, whatever. But then like, also the Harry part, because like, you know, they were in a long distance relationship. And there's a beautiful line, the rust that grew between telephones, the lips I used to call home. So, like, clearly that's about a long-distance relationship, right? And um. I do think that Harry kind of inspired her best songs <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> that makes sense. I didn't even think about the long-distance thing in that line. 
did you see on like reddit and twitter they were like saying how like this could be also a nod to like a one direction song called olivia which funny they have a song named olivia like that's a whole other thing <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i just like, put I that no together <laughs> wow it's like manifesting i don't know what it is but... <laughs> maybe she made a reference to that specifically because he's with her right now <laughs> it's true and then, like, you know, like, she's talking about, like, the stain of red wine on a shirt, like, the whole thing. And, like, I, I have seen references to that, like, really making me feel like it is about Harry. But I feel like it's kind of the mix of the two, and she's just kind of fucking with us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who's to say that it has to be only about one guy? <laughs> right. I mean, <laughs> there are a few to pick from. And, like, if the reference fits. <laughs> there is a roster. <laughs> exactly. I respect that. I love that. Um my favorite lyric and i know you don't like the song but my favorite lyric is and i wake with your memory over me that's a real fucking legacy and i think the carnations you had thought were roses that's us like that's so clever it's like when yeah. someone thinks like you know a relationship's so great but then it's like a pile of shit <laughs> <laughs> i love that line shading carnations but i get it <laughs> I, I, okay, maybe this song might grow on me <laughs> now that you pointed out some good lyrics. <laughs> I will say that this was my favorite in, at first listen, but now after like the third, fifth list lesson, like literally I'm like, I've been listening to it for the past two days. I have more favorite songs. Like this is not my top top. <laughs> we'll get to my favorite song later when it comes. Um, what did you think about Antihero? I'm obsessed with the video. And I think I like the song more after watching the video. Yeah. Like she I, directed it, right? Yeah, it was it was amazing. Um, I loved seeing like all of her insecurities and her just being vulnerable and open. Um, there were so many Easter eggs in the video. There was, you know what I think that um, mm. Speak Now Taylor version is coming soon because she was using yes. her guitar with the... Um, the, from speak now in the video so i feel like that's a hint that that's coming soon wait. and i'm so excited because i love that album also honestly there isn't an album i don't love besides evermore that i thought was terrible <laughs> there's not a like, single song i like on it yeah same and i'm not really that into folklore either um so i'm mostly I wasn't. like an old t swift fan is like yeah. those are my faves but i also like reputation like the COVID Taylor is not your jam. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I, I mean, I prefer Folklore to Evermore because like at yeah. least there's a couple songs on it. Like the song with Bon Iver, I loved. And Betty, mm -hmm. I loved. Because like it's like a story. It's like old school Taylor. But I wish she would like stop with like this indie folk music and just like get back to pop or country. Like, yeah. you know? No, my favorite albums are the ones where it's like versatile, you know, where she has like some folk songs, some country songs, some pop songs, like one like EDM almost going yeah. out song. Like I want a little bit of everything in it because I know she can deliver mm -hmm. so many she different styles. So just give it to us all. <laughs> like, give, can give you? It I just imagined an EDM Taylor album and I just like got chills. <laughs> oh my God. So that's what I thought this was going to be. I thought she was going to like yeah. pull a Drake and Beyonce and do like a fun yeah. going out album because like that's what everybody's been doing this year. But she's always surprising not. us. <laughs> <laughs> so Antihero was actually um, 
I, I was like okay on it when I first listened to it, but now it's like the one that's stuck in my head and I keep wanting to listen to it over and over again. Like mm -hmm. it's probably the only one I would add to my playlist. It's very poppy, very catchy. Very. A very good melody. But also like kind of sad, like lyrically, because it just feels like, you know, you know, that part where it's like, oh, my daughter-in-law like killed me or whatever. And like it just like in, in the whole video about like her children fighting over the will and her tricking them, like it all sounds kind of sad, like in like mm -hmm. a fun pop way, like, oh, I don't trust anyone. Everyone just takes advantage of me. It comes from like a really dark, like place of betrayal, I think. Mm -hmm. And then there was like. You know, I think she touched a little bit on her eating disorder mm -hmm. in the in the video. Yeah. And um, she kind of had like the darker Taylor like behind her, like sneaking up on her in the mirror. Um, so you can see how like she's showing how a lot of her insecurities are eating at her no matter By how way, hard. The dark Taylor is my favorite way to style Taylor. I think she looked gorgeous. Yeah. Like I'm obsessed with that look, the eyeliner, the hair. Like, I love that look on her. It, like, reminds me of the blank space Taylor. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. like, the red Taylor with, like, the bangs and stuff. Like, it's mm -hmm. like a mix of the two. Like, I love it. She looked amazing. Can I just say I'm so excited to meme that, like, Taylor in the mirror with, like, the dark Taylor behind <laughs> her. That is just, like, meme gold right there. <laughs> it's the new Kermit frog um, Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited for that. But um, no, I think it's super, super fun. It's campy. It's like so catchy. And the lyrics, like every lyric, I think oh my is amazing. God. I have to say my favorite lyric because this one is so mm -hmm. good. Um, I have this thing where I get older, but never wiser. When my depression works the graveyard shift, all of the people I've ghosted stand there in the room. One day I'll watch as you're leaving because you got tired it's of my scheming. So, so deep. Oh, I my God. I right like i like it's like it's by the way those lyrics are not even like in a row like it's like throughout the whole song like that's how i'm saying every lyric is amazing because like they're yeah. all like a masterpiece like so smart how do you even come up with stuff like that <laughs> like the whole song everything is just not perfect. to mention that now chef's kiss <laughs> chef's kiss now every person's like new instagram caption is hi <laughs> hi it's me I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so perfect. She's the new Drake with the captions. You can just put that in like any situation. She's like I the new meme queen. A hundred percent. I have to say though, like, I don't get the sexy baby lyric. <laughs> Like, I don't okay, get it. so I think that one was about her because, like, if you see the video, she's like a giant coming into this room, and mm -hmm. everybody's like small. I think that was like her insecurity about being super tall compared to everybody. So everybody's like sexy babies, like little and small, and like, she's oh my like, God. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and she's the like tall giant just, in her insecurity so I that's what i that. thought that was about but yeah <laughs> it's a weird like line to be calling babies sexy <laughs> like it's like i get it but it's like hi baby like it's like you know like maybe playing off on that like culture that aesthetic of like um, mm -hmm. like a baby girl but yeah. or infantilizing women as like sexy like which is kind of weird but you know it's true <laughs> yeah but i just thought the lyric was so weird and like jarring because like it's so like not taylor so i was like whoa did she just say Where that, did like, that, what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah so a lot of people online like hate it for that because it's mm -hmm. so random and a lot of people love it because it's so random 
Yeah. I mean, I I liked it better, like, once I saw it in the music video Mm -hmm. and saw the context of it. Definitely. But either way, everyone's talking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Taylor's going to get everybody talking, that's for sure. Everyone was talking and waiting for the Lana Del Rey collab, which literally... Oh my god, so disappointed. I was waiting the whole song being like, Lana, where are you? Where are you? (laughs) She's like somewhere in the back, like whispering. Like, did she even make it to the studio? Is she outside recording? Like, what's happening here? (laughs) I don't get the point of the song. I don't understand why a Christmas vibe song is on this album. (laughs) It just like gave me nothing. Like... I, you can do so much with a collab with Lana, but like she gave us nothing. I was it really was, disappointed. It was nothing in a song. Exactly. Like I was just like, OK, like it sounds so cr- Christmassy and snowy. It's like a Hallmark movie of Christmas movies, you know, and this is like mm-hmm. the Hallmark like version of that in a song. Like it's not really a holiday song, but it's kind of trying to be. Yeah, not into it. I ri- I wish like Lana had her own like verse and mm-hmm. everything instead of being like a backup singer. And that's weird yeah, that the, she didn't. And the imagery and everything of the song just like didn't make sense to me. So not a vibe. I, mean, I know that like everyone's talking about like the one lyric that she once again alludes to like an eating disorder, like that I hosted parties and starved my body, like I'd be saved by a perfect kiss which is a beautiful, beautiful lyric, obviously talking about like wanting to be saved by a perfect man, being good enough, finally. Mm-hmm. But like, um, other than that, this song gave us nothing. <laughs> I mean, it did give us that one Janet Jackson lyric, the all for you, I'm all for you, like Janet. I love that. <laughs> Was that this? Oh my God, I'm wrong, sorry. That was the line. I'm talking about a different song. The hosted parties one was um, You're on Your Own Kid. Oh, I okay. misread that. I'm reading my notes and I totally misread. I'm like, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> no, it was a Janet Jackson lyric. And that's really all it gave us, which that is my favorite Janet song. It came out. I remember it like yesterday. I'm telling all my song. song. <laughs> I love that Taylor can, you know, throw those references out at other artists so seamlessly. <sighs> Amazing. I love her, even though she did not um, honor Lana Del Rey in a way she deserves. Yeah, (laughs) she honored Janet, but not Lana. Why? (laughs) I don't get it. So so I jumped ahead, but you're on your own, kid. Loved. I liked it. It wasn't my favorite, but I like it. Like, it was cute. Like, it was like, you know, like so easy to listen to and like, like melodically, like she sounded vocally amazing. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of like, oh, like it's like a very like pleasant song is what it is, right? Yeah, no, I, I did really love her vocals in it. So what was your favorite is... lyric? So this was the hosted parties and stuff my body. Oh, right. <laughs> like I'd be saved by the perfect kiss <laughs> song. So this was the like basically about her eating disorder. And I think also like, you know, um, remember that good old time when she was like the ringleader of the girl squad, like the supermodel yes, girl squad. Yes. So I think that like is a throwback to those times when she was seen as like this gorgeous, like beautiful woman surrounded by other beautiful women, just like having the most carefree, beautiful life. Everyone wanted to be them. I know I did. (laughs) That was like when she was considered like taking over the world almost, Taylor, Mm -hmm. you know, and then she had her whole breakdown, everything, the whole Kanye stuff. So that was like 
peak. <laughs> this was when she was like on the very top before she was taken yeah. down, right? Yeah. yeah. So I and like, but she's singing basically about like how fun that time was. But the whole time she was waiting to be saved by a man. So like, relatable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> be relatable. Um. So my favorite song is coming up, or one no. of my favorite songs. And Gina hates it. Um. But I actually love like she brings a lot of this like robotic um like auto tune voice yeah. in that I am loving. I love it so much just because this album sounded so similar throughout that I like that mm-hmm. this kind of like broke it up, gave us something a little bit different. Uh. The song I was just s- like a hit for me. Okay, well, you're saying brought something different, broke it up. I would say it was jarring as hell. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, who is this monster speaking to me? I was like, <laughs> I thought something was wrong with my like my Spotify. I was like, oh my god, like it's not like there's noise in it. Like it's, it's, it's weird. It didn't sound. Are finished. my headphones broken? Yeah, <laughs> no, I loved it. I I saw what she was doing and I loved it. It's so catchy. Like I lo- I want to like listen to that just that like beginning part and the like verse over and over and over again what was the verse again um it was like he wanted comfortable i wanted that pain oh my god i should not sing (laughs) (laughs) he wanted the bride i was making my own name chasing the fame it's like the feminist manifesto we all need (laughs) yeah i loved it no this song was amazing for me do we know who it was about because it was like she was almost like apologetic in it yeah, um, I think this one I heard was about Tom Hiddleston. That makes sense. I also heard Taylor Lautner because, like, I guess those are the two guys whose hearts she broke, apparently. Yeah, and, like, they kind of stayed, like, stagnant after that, I guess. That makes sense. They kind of did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Taylor Lautner actually married someone named Taylor, so <laughs> that's cute. Oh, my God. Okay, okay. next song question question mark (laughs) i I like this one it was like fun very like poppy 1989 yeah like i love the 1989 vibes in this one i mean i didn't really think twice about it until i read some theories where people are saying it's secretly about carly claus and their secret gay relationship (laughs) oh my god no way i didn't even realize that (laughs) yeah i didn't either but then like there were all these lyrics basically um like there's like a political lyric it was like she was on your mind like some dickhead guy um that you saw that night but you were on something it was one drink after another fucking politics and gender roles and you're not sure and i don't know got swept away in the gray um i I may just like to have a conversation because you know how they had that falling out yeah oh my god that makes so much sense and And people were saying there was a part i think where she was like i want you more than a best friend or something yeah or something along those lines now that i'm like yes thinking yes. about it i was like, was like oh maybe it's about a guy that she's friends with but now that you're saying taylor this makes or carly this makes so much sense right like this is giving like legs to the kaler <laughs> yeah. like theory because like yeah. yeah even though it starts with like a boy and a girl but like i feel like she just it's not gonna like openly say a girl and a girl maybe i don't know yeah interesting but i just think that like there were so many rumors about their friendship like kind of breaking apart because of like couple reasons but one of the theories was that carly's married to josh kushner who is ivanka trump's Mm brother-in-law so a lot of like theories were like they stopped being friends around that time maybe because of political reasons and like you know taylor being so vocally anti-trump 
Yeah. And I feel like it's also like if they did actually have a full on some kind of relationship, I feel like it's kind of hard to be like go back to being best friends with someone after that. Yeah. Especially (laughs) the dynamic like totally changes, I think. Oh, I mean, obviously, but it's also like when Carly got married. So like I can see like if I was dating her, I'd feel betrayed. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that was like an interesting Easter egg. Like I didn't, I I don't know how valid this is. I just thought it was very interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next song. I also like this one and Gina hates it. It's because it's vigilante shit. And I love it because it gives me reputation vibes so much. It's like dark. It's sexy. It's like a song that I can totally see myself getting ready to. It's petty. (laughs) Yeah, everybody is saying that it's about um, Scooter Brown. So I, I love it. Why why don't you like it, G? <laughs> well, I don't like the name. Like vigilante shit just sounds kind of like lazy, honestly. And like kind of not like almost beneath Taylor's talent for like naming things and like writing. Like I like the lyrics. I think they're super mm-hmm. fun. I like the references to like people that wronged her. I mean, this could be Scooter Brown and Yale and their d- divorce. This could be Kanye and Kim and their divorce, right? So like, oh, yeah, it could be both. It's like one song, two birds. Let's like, you know, call out everyone. It's like all the men that wronged her are kind of getting their karma, according to the song, right? So like, I do get the point of it. I love it. It's very reputation. But like, I don't like the the way it sounds. Like, I just like, it's not like my favorite. (laughs) I am so here for it. (laughs) Like the lyrics. Let's discuss the lyrics because I feel like these need to be like said out loud. Oh, yeah. Okay. So my favorite lyric is now she gets the house, gets the kids, gets the pride. Picture me thick of speeves with your ex-wife and she looks so pretty driving in your bends. Lately, she's been dressing for revenge. I like that Princess Diana reference. (laughs) Oh, my God. So good. Like chills. And, you know, Kim has been looking amazing. I actually don't follow Scooter Brown's wife, but I'm sure she's been looking amazing, too. (laughs) Yeah, they're in their reputation era. (laughs) Yeah. So like, oh, my God, how funny would it be to see Taylor with Kim? (laughs) Oh, my God, that would never happen. I feel like (laughs) like no chance. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, she did make a reference to her in the other song, Karma, but we'll discuss it when we get there. Yeah. Okay, so we both agree on this song. (laughs) Yes. This one's super fun bejeweled we're both obsessed it's just like fun upbeat um a lot of people think that it could be about calvin harris there is i feel like it kind of sounds like a calvin harris song with like the like techno like video game yeah (laughs) yeah it does have like that like video game like 80s background sounds almost like sound effects Mm -hmm. like i mean it is called bejeweled which was my favorite game when i was little oh my god (laughs) obsessed so i, I still like that have it on my phone <laughs> right <laughs> you would <laughs> i do love how like you know like nostalgic she is i am too i love that she's just like you know um named the song after this game and then had the video game sounds in the song but the song is really just about a woman being basically a jewel but being taken for granted and losing her shine mm-hmm. right i love yeah. that lyric when she's like when i walk in the room i can still make the whole place shimmer like mm-hmm. gorgeous lyric she's not just like some piece of arm candy she's more than that 
Yeah. And then like, you know, I like the like sassiness of which she's like, you know, I have a man, but I'm over him. He doesn't pay any attention to me. He takes me for granted. So she kind of like has like that still that revengey lyric in there, too. Yeah, I love it. Like the familiarity breeds contempt. So put me in the basement when I want the penthouse of your heart. Like genius. How smart is that? How beautiful. Iconic. And then when I meet the band, they ask, do you have a man? I could still say, I don't remember. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> I love that. She's like, yeah, so bitch. Good. <laughs> Where are you now? <laughs> like, I love that. That is such a, like, you know, empowering anthem. Yeah, and it's like super fun it. and dancey. Love it. One of the more fun songs on the album, for sure. Next one is actually one of my favorites, but I feel like no oh, one really? else gets it. Yeah. <laughs> like no one is talking about this song, <laughs> which is so weird to me because I think it's amazing. It's so fun. Um, tell us what song it is, Nicole. <laughs> Labyrinth. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, no one's I... talking about it. It's super cute. I, yeah, I like it. I, d I don't really have like negative feelings towards it but i don't have super positive feelings towards it i feel like it's one of those songs that i need to like listen to more and mm -hmm. then i'll probably like get into it but it was another one of those mesh into all the other songs for me like it didn't stand out for you <laughs> yeah so yeah. it stood out for me like i was like "Ooh, that's a pleasant song like it's so like fun and like cute like the lyrics are like or like even the easter eggs or whatever like it's nothing crazy like it's just like about her being in love and you know like Joe, like being such a pleasant surprise and like not hurting her. And like, it's beautiful. I love that. But um, I just like love how like fun it is. Like, I don't know. It wasn't anything serious, but it was super pleasant to me. And I like that one lyric that just I really just made me like feel all warm and fuzzy. It was like yeah. you would break your back trying to make me break a smile. Beautiful. Oh, that's cute. Super yeah see i find i don't love all the songs that are about joe <laughs> they're like <laughs> the like super lovey-dovey songs like kind of bore me i like the like revenge yeah. angry like fun songs <laughs> i can see that you're in your villain I like, era <laughs> i like taylor when she's like a little edgy that's true see i miss the old taylor when she was all like you know country taylor with love, the love story songs. yeah <laughs> and obviously like 1989 like those were my favorite love songs they were like super like you know when you're really in love with someone and things are going actually well there's no drama to talk about it's just good yeah <laughs> she like that's so, where i'm at <laughs> next song is another mm. like Sc uh, scooter brown song yes uh, karma did you like another so this is one of the other songs that's immediately like went viral on like social media with everyone being like oh no she didn't that was amazing like yeah. she like really got back at everyone and the lyrics like it's just so catchy i liked it a lot yeah i, I it was interesting because this is like a kind of like fuck you in the sense that she's <laughs> like yeah i have good karma and you don't I'm happy, like, living my best life. Good luck to you. Was, that's when she was like, I keep my side of the street clean. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> so Amazing. they did say that, like, you know, I mean, they, internet, is, like, obviously stipulating that it's, like, um, it could be about Scooter Brown, Carly Claus, or Scott Borchetta. 
it, there's like a lot of people that basically wronged her <laughs> that it could be yeah. about <laughs> Kim, Kanye. I mean, we could go on for a while. <laughs> exactly. She probably has like a little black book where she's like, gotta write a song about this one, this one, this one. <laughs> well, you know she does. That's what this whole album is about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally. I respect that because I'm a petty queen too. <laughs> we love to see it. I love it. And um, yeah, there's a lot of theories about it. I think it's super fun. Like that whole chorus uh, that everyone keeps like making TikToks to, I think, because karma is my boyfriend, karma is God. Like it's so fun. It's so catchy. I love that. Love Next it. song, we have Sweet Nothing. It's You're not going to super... like it. <laughs> no, okay. This one, I actually like it. Really? <laughs> it's just it's... like, it is, it's like, happy go lucky but not it's like mushy but like not too over the top i think because this is to, another joe alwyn song yeah he wrote it with her right which is cute i didn't realize yeah. that <laughs> what's but your yeah. favorite lyric um i loved the part where she said on the way home i wrote a poem and you said what a mind this happens all the time <laughs> like i can see it happening <laughs> I can see her being like, yep, I'm a genius. Like, you know, she's that girl who's just like scribbling down quick lyrics, like as they come to her anywhere she is, because she's a damn genius. And people being like, oh, there she goes again, being Taylor. Poetic Taylor strikes again. Like, you don't know when inspiration's gonna strike. It's also just like super cute about like being loved for who she is and Joe not needing anything from her. Like, you can tell it means Mm -hmm. a lot to her. And, you know, it's cute. Here for it. Okay. Next song is my all-time favorite one, Mastermind. It's giving me blank space. I oh love my it. God. It's yes. so fun. It's like one of the most poppy songs, I think, on the album. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good. Just obsessed with it. Like it's about like scheming and like, you know, we love a schemer. We sure do. <laughs> <laughs> I do love it. That's one of the first, like one of the songs that really jumped out for me at the first listen of the album. And, and it's still there, you know. I just find it so clever, so fun. I know she's being kind of like tongue in cheek, but like, I just, it's kind of almost seems like a sequel to Blank Space about like, you know, girls being crazy and like, oh my God, manipulating. That's like the, you know, the reputation she has, but she's like playing into it. I love it. I've been listening to this one on repeat, like obsessed. (laughs) What's your favorite lyric? You see, all the wisest women had to do it this way because we were born to be the pawn in every lover's game. I love, I love that. like the chess imagery and everything. It's so good. I love the it, like the connection, the nod to blank space because like the yeah. lover's game, like that really just like brought it back for me. I was like, oh, and wasn't there sequel. chess imagery too yeah, in the blank space in the video. video? Yeah exactly yeah. like i when i think of the song i imagine the blank space video like it's kind of cool yeah. how she like made that happen for us i really want her to do a, another video um i mean like she that has for this done one. a lot apparently i wonder like what songs yeah. they were for i can't wait to see them i'm so excited okay next now one. we're moving into the 3 a.m part Woo, my favorite yes <laughs> so i love so, the great war I like it too. It's like very classic Taylor, like yeah, with all the old school, all the metaphors, the historical metaphors. Mm-hmm. I love it. Like she, you know, she's painting you a story. Like it's like her classic, like love story of like you know back in the day. It's kind of like giving me like fearless, speak now, Taylor. 
Yeah, and like the um the last great American dynasty kind of yeah. reminds me of that. Yeah, I yeah. love it. Like it's like cute. Like it's nothing that like super memorable, but I, I wouldn't skip it. Like it's cute. Yeah, I'm I'm very into this one. Um, the next one is the one that like really just like breaks my heart, and it's just so cute to me. Like I thought it was like super cute to listen to. And then, like, I looked up at all the, like, you know, meaning behind the lyrics that people are speculating. And it just, like, kind of made it sadder for me. (laughs) Do you know the story? Yeah. So I heard that this song is actually about miscarriage and infertility, which makes it so sad. I didn't realize either when I first heard it. And, yeah, it's just very depressing, this song. Like, I didn't realize it, but then now I can't unhear it. Now that's, like, it's been pointed out, you know? Mm-hmm. And the so, lyrics are, like, so deep and... Like, yeah, yeah, like, which lyrics are the ones that really just, like, connected for you? Um, okay, so there's this lyric I have in my notes. Um, I've got a lot to live without. I'm never going to meet what could have been, would have been, what should have been you. Which is, like, sounds... Ha- that sounds so straightforward and obvious. Yeah. Yeah, like, exactly. It's I so feel sad. Like, you remember that song she wrote? I think was it Folklore on one of the like recent albums about her mom's cancer. Like, it was like so beautiful. I, I love that song, but I can't listen to it a lot because it like makes me cry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that's so gonna be the situation kind of, here. Exactly. This is what I'm yeah. getting from this. I agree. Okay. Yeah. Moving on to like a fun song. <laughs> <laughs> Change the mood a little bit. Um, we're talking about Paris. We love this song. We like, love this as soon song. As, as soon as I listened to the album, I was like, yeah, this one's a hit. This was like Lola's favorite song too, right? Like yeah. super, super cute, super poppy. And it's just like, again, about her relationship with Joe and how mm-hmm. like, you know, the lengths they go to keep it private and like safe, I guess. Yeah. I think it was a lot about like the beginning of the relationship too and mm-hmm. how like, you know, you're hiding in the, the relationship at the beginning and stuff. I saw a lot of that in the lyrics too. I like like the nod to like, you know, traveling with like, you know, your love and like having like that like privacy and hotel room fun. Like mm-hmm. it's just like giving that whole like romantic, like Parisian vibe. Yeah. I love it. And how, like, the city is, like, magical when you come with your love. And, like, it's just really cute, this song. What's yeah. your favorite lyric? Well, it's, like, this whole sequence of, like, privacy sign on the door, which is obviously hotel rooms, beautiful, cute, romantic. And then it's, like, on my page and on the whole world, romance is not dead if you keep it just yours. So, like, she's showing why she keeps it so private after, like, all the scrutiny of her love life. And then she's, like, levitate above all the messes made sit quiet by my side in the shade and it's not the kind that's thrown i mean the kind under where a tree has grown how cute is that oh my god so cute i'm obsessed like that's beautiful that's just like showing how like you know she's so used to like shade being thrown i literally feel like i'm in paris when i listen to this song i know it makes me feel so romantic i want to go on a date yes (laughs) yes i love it the next one i really like but I couldn't figure out who it was about. Yeah, me either. I, it's very catchy, this one. Very catchy. And, like, it's kind of interesting because she's talking about, like, you know, kind of, like, betrayal. It almost sounds like, I mean, it's called High Infidelity. <laughs> yeah, we should say which song it is. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I was like, ooh, a cheating song? Who's cheating? What's up? <laughs> but it just, like, kind of 
there's so many theories about this. I think it's super catchy, super quick and fun. People say it's about Calvin Harris because she keeps singing about April 29th. Which is when he um, released the song with Rihanna. Yes, love that song. Um, but that she co-wrote and he didn't give her credit for it or like, you know, I don't know. She said she was mad about the release or something. Well, she didn't say, but that mm-hmm. was a theory. Obviously, she didn't say. <laughs> yeah. And I also get the like electronic vibes. Mm-hmm. Maybe that she's alluding to Calvin in this song. Like, what was the other one um, that I said about Calvin? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, to be jeweled, no? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, I, I like it. I think it's super fun, whoever it's about. Um, it's just like an interesting kind of like almost like she painted this whole um, like story of like a, a woman like cheating and taking back her whatever because it's about like a guy calling you like I don't know the lyrics are like amazing to me mm-hmm. I'm I really like losing like my one. train of thoughts in this one okay the next one is probably my most hated song on the oh my god okay so we agree on that (laughs) yes high five to that because this is the fucking worst song ever (laughs) i don't know how this song was ever made it actually sounds like what it is glitch (laughs) (laughs) it sounds like she's just like banging things and like pressing buttons and she's like yep this will this will be a song (laughs) it gives me a headache i literally have to skip it immediately yeah no, this is not for me. I mean, I think it might be an ode to Joe. I don't know, but whatever it is, I'm not into it. <laughs> whatever it is, I'm not listening to this. <laughs> like, yeah. it's the one song I hate. <laughs> I I want to make a playlist of the album and just not include this album. <laughs> the song. <laughs> or this song, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it like came out of nowhere. I'm like, what is happening? It sounded like my computer was breaking down. I'm just like, I don't need this. <laughs> no, this... I don't know what she was trying to do here. Um, next song is another one that I love. It's the canceled John Mayer song, Would Have, <laughs> Could Have, Should Have. Somewhere John Mayer is shaking. Oh my God. I was wondering because, okay, so this 3 a.m. thing came out, right? And I didn't know it came out, like the first thing after I woke up the next day. And I was scrolling through Instagram because, like, before I hit like Spotify, obviously I'm going to go on Instagram. So I like yeah. keep seeing all these like, oh, my God, Taylor Swift canceled John Mayer. Taylor Swift canceled John Mayer. And I'm like, what is going on? What I, di- I didn't hear anything on Midnight about this. <laughs> You're I'm like, like what did I miss? To the songs? What's yeah, I'm like, here? what did I miss? And then I see a whole like other set of songs and I'm like, oh, my God, like loved it. So good. There's the song is about like losing her virginity, being really young, dating an older guy, and it's kind of like dark. This song. There's mm-hmm. a lot of like lyrics about like losing your childhood and almost like being groomed. So yeah, although it's like a really good song, there is a dark part to it. But well, it's like so. I love Dear John. It's one of my favorite songs of hers. Yeah. And I feel like this is like a more darker adult version of that, as in like written yeah. from like, you know, a perspective of 10 years later, like, wow, I was silly. I did not realize how wrong this was for mm-hmm. you to do this to me. And I love how she's like looking back on it now. And she's like, I was obsessed with the pain back then, but now I regret it. I'm it's just like it was hard to listen to because like when the, in the time in the lyric that she goes, um, I lay awake at night every day regretting you or something. And I'm like, oh, my yeah. God, are you still thinking about this? Like, was it like that horrible? Like, what did he do? That's why they want to cancel yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. I Like John Mayer, we need to have a talk. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then she followed up with the final song, which is also sounds like a reference to John. It's Dear Reader. And of course, Dear John makes sense. You see the parallels? Yes. So that is kind of like a, a, a nod to John. But also, it's kind of like a explanation to her us, her fans, how she mm-hmm. was feeling during this album and like why basically like, dear reader, if you're reading my diary, this is what I was thinking. And that's why I had to like write it. <laughs> I thought yeah. it was so cute. And I like, really like that song, too. It was personal. a good, good way to end it and like wrap everything up, I think. It was like super, super cute. I'm very happy with um this album now (laughs) two days later (laughs) you were texting me being like what the hell is this i hate this i was so disappointed now bagging (laughs) because i liked it i think a little bit more than you at the beginning (laughs) you did you actually saw it for what it was you were like oh it's like a darker like more like you know grown up 1989 and i was like where (laughs) you're like i'm throwing this out (laughs) like because like i'm still traumatized and kind of personally victimized by evermore so i never like got over how much i did not like that album and you probably were like listening to it being like no not again taylor not again exactly i was like so me and my boyfriend have this tradition that obviously i forced on him where we like listen to the midnight release of Taylor Swift albums every time she releases an album. <laughs> and I call it Bop or Not. <laughs> oh my God, amazing. Is so Scott he's a like, <laughs> He's definitely not, he but, <laughs> but he has opinions. Because, <laughs> like, after years of listening to all her releases, he's like, oh my God, this one sucks too. It's like Evermore. I'm like, yes. <laughs> You're getting it. You've trained him so well. <laughs> I really have. Because I was like, I've been, like, I was so excited. I had like, every day, I'd be like, hey, guess what? Like, three days till Taylor, two days it's till Taylor. Coming. I it's was so coming. excited all week. And I he thought was, it was like, oh my God. Like, one of her best albums yet. But yeah. I still like it, just, you know, not my fave. I am going to take the fact that it's not her worst, but it's definitely not her best. Yeah. What would you rate it out of 10? Oh, my God. I don't know, like a six, maybe. Yeah, I think I would give it like a seven. Like, to be fair, like all of her albums besides Evermore and Folklore rate like nine or 10 for me. Yeah, same. Like, it, it, she doesn't so ever a seven go below is that. Like, yeah, exactly. A seven is pretty low for me because I'm like a, such a Swifty. Folklore is like five for me. Evermore is like zero. <laughs> <laughs> it's not on the scale. <laughs> no, there's not one song Negative. on it that I love. Yeah. Yeah. And then this one no, is I like, agree. okay, like a six or seven. Like, I'd listen to it. I don't hate it. Maybe it'll go even a little bit higher once I Mm -hmm. continue to listen to it. I feel like that always happens to me with Taylor albums. Yeah. Every time you listen to it, you're like, you hear something new. That's what I love about her songwriting. Yeah. So that's all we have for this review. Let us know your thoughts. (laughs) I hope you guys liked it. Yeah, let us know your fave songs, your least favorites. If you agree with us, disagree. We want to know everything. (laughs) Yeah. Like, let us know. We're super, super happy. We're going to keep listening to it all weekend, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, and stay tuned for the memes uh, of the video, music video. That's going to be on the My Reality Says story coming up. Yes. Thank you for being with us. See you next time. See you. Love you, besties. Bye. <laughs>